Hello, homeschool friends. Welcome to this episode of the Homeschool High School Podcast from SevenSistersHomeschool.com, brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I'm Sabrina, and I'm sitting here with Vicki and Kim, and we're going to talk about all things homeschool high school. But first, we're going to make fun of Kim. Yes, we are. <laughs> We've been storing it up for weeks. Because I've been giving them lots and lots of ammunition. We, we, we love each other. We do. And we all have things we get teased about. We do. But Kim's are so fun. <laughs> so Kim Kim is our is our communications expert and she is she is like the hub of that wheel that keeps us all connected and, and checking in on one another and it is quite wonderful. And one of the ways that she does that is she uses technology. She does. I and, do. And she does it well. And she texts. Sometimes. <laughs> she texts us regularly about things. And it's it's so, it's it, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel loved and, you know, remembered. But Kim is also busy and she's frequently doing other things while she texts. So she uses the voice to text option on her phone. Which is good. That's good safe driving it's, practice yes, or yes. dog walking practice or whatever. Yeah, it's a good tool yeah. on occasion. So um, last podcast <laughs> recording episode, um, we, I was here in the glamorous office studios of Seven Sisters Home School High School we Podcast. we graduated from the garage. You know, we have. We moved up. Yeah. We moved into on the up. house proper. Yes, <laughs> we're so proud. Yes, yeah. If your kids grow up and and eventually like move into their own digs and a room gets freed up in your house, you might actually get to use it for your own for, purposes. For things. <laughs> so yeah, I have a big desk and everything now. I'm so excited. Mm. But anyway, here I was at the Glamorous Studios and and Vicky had arrived and and we were waiting for Kim to get here and my phone went off and the text said. I should be there in five minutes. I think he's there, and you're ready, and you want to call me. We can start Chatman Ideas. <laughs> so Chatman is now the official superhero <laughs> mascot of the Homeschool High School podcast. So we, we need to have somebody draw Chatman for oh, us. Oh, we do. Yes. Oh, maybe, yeah. we'll maybe your youngest son who is the yes. amazing artiste. That would be yes. wonderful. Yeah, so see, yeah. not every homeschool podcast has a superhero mascot. This is true. But and we do. We have Chatman. We, we have Chatman. Thanks to Kim yeah. and voice text. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and we thought his theme song should be like, na 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 but that would be seem like it would be copying. It's been done. So, yeah. It's been done. We'll have to get our groovy composers who, who wrote our yes. intro music to for the podcast a, a to create Chatman's theme song. Yeah. 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 So if any of you have, have ideas, if if you want to, you know, sketch out a, a, a um, what do they call it uh, when it's a first idea for something? <laughs> oh, dear me. Anyway, hey, anybody know how to draw? There, send send us a picture. Send oh. your pictures. Oh, that's a local. <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> All right. Wow. We are really fluffy this morning, yes, ladies. Yes, we are. So we're going to stop that fluffing. Enough of that. And we're going to move that right fluff. along. So the only way that Chatman achieved his tremendous bulk and, and level of fitness was by having good homeschool phys ed experiences in high school. Chatman was a homeschooler. He was. Absolutely. And he logged his hours in phys ed faithfully. He yes, did. he did. And he did not wait till the last minute to try to go back and figure out what he did. He did not. Mm-hmm. He kept his log on the refrigerator and every time he got through, he logged it down. Mm-hmm. He even kept another one in the glove box in the car. So when he went to or from a practice or an event, 
What a good idea. You know, I heard that he also had a note in his phone and he would he would log hours in his phone and then transfer them. Mm-hmm. He couldn't use the voice to note option. He had to actually <laughs> type them in. But... <laughs> so yeah, so phys ed, homeschool, high school, phys ed. <clears throat> Lots of options there. And oddly enough, something that in families that are not naturally athletic and team sport oriented sometimes gets sort of forgotten mm-hmm. and needs to not be forgotten. So we're going to talk about some different ways to get um, phys ed integrated into each year of high school. Now, let's first talk about requirements. So what is actually required transcript-wise for So each state is different. So a lot of states only require one credit. So that's somewhere Mm. between 120 and 180 hours logged of physical activity which isn't that much. In Mm. our area, it's two credits. Mm. So that's about a half a credit a year, which isn't that much, really. It isn't that much, no. It's about two hours a 30-week school year. Mm. So, And if you're active and doing stuff in the summer, you're allowed to log those hours and stick them on the school year that Mm -hmm. came before or the school year that comes after. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's not an overwhelming requirement. Um, Mm -hmm. But more perhaps more importantly than the transcript requirement is the fact that it's just really good for you indeed yeah and some kids are on the go naturally and they're on the go constantly and they never met a sport that they didn't like and they're just great at it and that's wonderful and then there's the rest of us (laughs) yeah right So I think that anyone um, who has one of those natural athletes is probably not even listening to this episode of the podcast because they're like, please. <laughs> well, they're figuring out how to log how to all capture what they got. That could, be. Mm-hmm. that could be. So let's let's aim our conversation more at let's let's start with the kids who are just um, they're they're not opposed to athletic endeavors. They're also not like super competitive and they're not super gifted athletes and they're never thinking about a college scholarship or whatever. But maybe they need a little bit of encouragement to, um, to do something beyond just, oh, be active. So a lot mm-hmm. of kids who, the family's not just one of those get up in the morning, you know, when they're three years old and put them in the local soccer league. Uh, they get to high school and kind of think, oh, there's no opportunities for me now. Mm-hmm. You know, that window has already passed. But they can. They mm-hmm. can. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the ways that they can? So I know, like, you've got some stories. I do, actually. Um, yeah, one of my sons was um, always out and about and into things, but never never had played team sports of any kind. And when he was in seventh grade, he got interested in the idea of playing football. And I was not actually a huge fan of this idea, because to me, football means injuries. That's just, that's my mom thing. But um, my husband very wisely pointed out that there's more to football than simply getting injured. So um, he said that there could be some positives. So we investigated, and the Catholic school system in our area is very welcoming of homeschoolers. Mm -hmm. And that is not going to be the case everywhere you go. Mm -hmm. But it was in our community, and it just took a couple of phone calls to say, hey, you know, this, this K-8 school up the road that has a football team and has a field, um, called them and said, do you allow homeschoolers to come out for your team? And they said, sure, you want to pay the fee? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, paid the fee. And, you know, it turned out to be a really, uh, it was it was a real eye-opener for me. Mm-hmm. Because I am, like, so not athletic that it's 
pretty embarrassing to this day how not athletic I am. Some of my homeschool choir boys took me out in the parking lot one night to try to teach me how to throw a football. <laughs> and they were convinced. They said, we can do this, Mrs. J. We can teach you how to do this. And by the time it was over with, they said, wow, you really can't yes, throw a football. <laughs> but I am here to tell you, she can actually swing a bat. I can swing. Kim made me go to the batting cages, and and I found out I could actually make contact with the ball from time to time. Mm -hmm. It was pretty fun. Well, I understand, because one time I got kicked out of a jazzercise class. (laughs) (laughs) That's bad. I I had a neighborhood jazzercise class when my oldest kids were little, and they invited me to come. And at the end of the class, the teacher said, you know, Vicki, I I think you need to do yoga. (laughs) laughing extra hard because oh, I had a yeah. similar experience when I was in high school. We did an, an aerobics or a jazzercise class and like with our youth group, I was on the back row and I spent more time doubled over laughing at myself <laughs> than I did doing any of the moves that the instructor was doing. I the teacher says, right, and I hold both hands for you. <laughs> uh, I'm First of all, the discipline of the preseason training was mm. extremely good for him. Wow. And um, I was impressed by that because this mm. was this was one of my, uh, we butted heads occasionally, kids, mm. you know. And yet somehow when, when coach said, you're going to do this and this and this, um, he, he did it. And he really began to take a pride in himself for being able to mm. take direction that he didn't want to take and to mm-hmm. push through obstacles that he felt inside himself and then to come out the other side. Um, and he also learned a lot about the teamwork dynamic. And their yeah. team was fairly good. They, mm. they ended up, um, even though it was his first year playing, he, he was doing well enough and keeping up. And, and their team went to the, I guess, the semifinals, something like that. Mm. That's probably not what it's called in football. Probably is. Um, but anyway, it was good, whatever it was. They yeah. got to play on the, you know, the big high school field with all the Ooh, lights at night, yeah. you know, a night game. It was way cool. That is cool. Um, but that, that whole process of getting there and understanding the, um, the dynamic of the positions on the field and when is this important, you know, when is it offense and when is it defense and that whole give and take mm-hmm. was really, really good mm. for him. And he went on to play yeah. soccer then later in high school. And, he, and again, he was not necessarily a natural soccer player, but that, that structure was so good for him. Mm-hmm. And the courage to try new things. Mm. It's so good for a young person. You know, okay, I tried this, and so that gives me courage to try another thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And didn't he end up doing some leadership things with the team by the time he yeah, was he all did. done? Yeah, he yeah. did. By the time he was a senior, he was a, yeah. a team captain. Yeah. And, um, you know, and even then, he wasn't, he wasn't like this amazing, you didn't stand on the sidelines going, wow, that kid can play soccer. You know, yeah. like there, there were players out there who were better players or mm-hmm. better athletes, but the the well-rounded thing of this is yeah. my team and this is what I'm committing to in high school. And so modeled the kind of attitude That's it. Yes. that made him mm-hmm. a leader that mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Now you have kids who are just athletic. They they will set their own course. So Kim, Kim's mm-hmm. got Kim's got that in her twin girls who mm-hmm. now have played competitive ice hockey to the national championship level. A bunch of years, right? Yeah. Really, but how did that start? Really crazy. Okay, well, the, the real start is my children had friends whose parents worked at the YMCA 
And so they cornered me on a camping trip and handed me an application and said, Mommy, please work at the Y so we can go to the Y with our friends. <laughs> that was okay. when they were like four and six and eight. Um, and when the roller hockey program that they were playing in started to falter, we um, one day they came and they watched the Mighty Ducks movie for oh. like the 60th time. Now, you, quack, quack. Yeah, quack. how can you not be inspired right. when you watch that movie, whether you're into <laughs> sports or not? So they came and knocked on our door late at night and said, can we play ice hockey? And we said, well, we'll talk about it tomorrow. And my hubby, who's an accountant, went, uh. <laughs> and I, who grew up in the northeast area of Philly, when the Flyers were winning Stanley Cups, went, oh, that would be really cool. And so the next day, I was visited by these, um, these nine or ten-year-old wonderful-looking people who resembled my children but who were dressed in their brother's uh, button-down shirts and their dad's ties and their uh, fife and drum corps khakis. And these guys named Fred and Todd did this whole presentation for us, which would have been on PowerPoint if PowerPoint had existed at that point. But instead, it was in a composition book with stick figures. And it was like, it was like watching Jesse and, um, and Joey do a presentation for a marketing thing. And they said, this is, this is Kendall and Carly. Oops, I said their names. Um, when they can't play ice hockey. And it was little stick figures with little tears rolling down there. This is them if they can play ice hockey. And then these big smiling faces. And so they actually put on a presentation as to why. And their older sister has it on video somewhere. But I'm not allowed to have it because they're afraid I'm going to embarrass them with it somewhere. <laughs> so these, these girls were born athletes. And they knew what they wanted to do when they're elementary age. Mm. So it's just a certain kind of kid. And what you and your husband did was listen and respect that. Yeah, we, we did our best. We both love athletics, but like I in high school, I went to a small high school, and I was either the last person to make the team or the last person to get cut from the team. So I, I'm not a natural athlete either, but so we kind of just tried to do the best we could. And the best we could was really different at different times in terms of the amount of time we could put into it and the amount of money that we could mm. put into it. Mm -hmm. um, and our, luckily, our kids really understood and respected all, you know, how that all put, came together. And uh, when we first started, you know, first we started a little locally. Um, we were very fortunate that 15 minutes down the road, they could take learn to play ice hockey classes. Um, <clears throat> you know, reasonably priced, and then they could actually play uh, hockey here for a little while. But in their case, hockey invo eventually involves checking. And when, you're, when your children are female and small and start to play in middle school, when those boys hit that growth spurt, mm. you know, you don't always want to stay working in your where you're going to get, where you're allowed to get crunched by a, a really like a six foot tall boy when you're like a 100 pound, one uh, five foot girl. Um, so we started you know, moving different places and going further. And they understood that sometimes when we went to a tournament, we were able to go to the tournament, but that meant when other people went out and had fancy dinners, we had turkey sandwiches or peanut butter and jelly in the room. <laughs> and they were really grateful for that. Yeah. Because it's what they wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So some kids yeah. just want to do that and really worked it. So yep. they're now playing at college level. Yep, yep. They're playing on a club hockey team now. And um, they've been incredibly, incredibly blessed. Um, the very first year that they played 
travel hockey is the only year they didn't make it to nationals, which is amazing. Some people play their whole life and play on great teams and never get to nationals. And it's just been a real blessing. Uh, but they will also tell you the year they didn't get to nationals is one of their favorite stories ever. In the playoffs, they beat like sort of, it was like a David and Goliath story. And they beat the Goliath, which enabled somebody else to go to nationals. Uh, so that was just as special to them uh-huh. as, as all these other things. Yeah, so cool. part of what they learned was sportsmanship. That, mm-hmm. that even a year they didn't make it to nationals, there were things they got oh, and, yeah. and learned. Yeah, yeah. Even on the years where they were on teams that were the biggest struggle in terms of maybe everybody getting together for practices or maybe not communicating um, well with coaches or with other players or whatever. Um, They always felt like they grew and and sometimes having those challenges were some of the things that made it the sweetest when they did start to click and things start to work. So when you have athletic kids, what are some of the ways to get them onto teams when you're a homeschooler in high school? I mean, you... Mm. You started with the Y, mm-hmm. you then got involved in what, recreational leagues locally? Yeah, locally. So look around in your community. Um, some church leagues, there's a wonderful program called Upward, and they have soccer and cheerleading and football, and I believe that's a national program. Yeah, I think so. So we have a local church that did that. So our, our daughters played football when they were in eighth grade, um, and they loved it. And if they couldn't have played ice hockey, they said, okay, we'll just go play football some more. <laughs> But luckily, some some ice hockey team somewhere needed a goalie. Um, And so for us, really talking to people was huge. Because usually in the sports world, especially in ice hockey where it's kind of small, but in in many sports worlds, people know other people. Yeah. And so if they don't have the right program for your child or whatever, they might know of another program somewhere or they might know of another student somewhere who was looking and then found something. And network. Networking is huge. Um, Looking... Um, just if there are local, um, you know, soccer, I think, is probably one of the most predominant sports across the country. Um, and so if you just look around, you know, even just look online, look mm-hmm. up soccer club, look up whatever your sport. You know, if you're in the Northeast or in the North, hockey's pretty big. And that's probably pretty obvious. Stop at a rink, stop at a soccer field. Um Drive around your community wherever you see people actually playing the sport that you're interested uh-huh. in. Just stop and yeah. talk to people. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you'll you'll find things pretty pretty easily. I find. Yeah. Excellent. Takes research sometimes. It does. Yeah. And it's and, like anything yeah. with homeschooling our kids through high school. We have to put some effort into finding out the way to make it work for us because mm-hmm. there's not one, one right, right way to homeschool high school. That's right. And to uh, be involved in athletics in high school. Okay, yeah. so then we've, we've talked about the kids who are semi kind of sort of interested. We've talked about the kids who are really natural athletes and, and driven to it. What about the kids who, let's face it, they're natural couch potatoes. They don't want to be active. It's just not their personality, but we know that they, first of all, need the phys ed credits, mm-hmm. uh-huh. but they also need the physical activity mm. and they need the discipline of taking care of their bodies mm-hmm. so what do we do for them i've had some of them too so role model uh, <laughs> i'm pointing the finger okay. at myself that got ugly real fast yeah i'm sorry about that <laughs> i'm gonna send chat man after you <laughs> well i'm i'm saying that because i worked out yesterday for the first time and i don't know how long um but uh, but that is that is, is an important thing um, 
and I can be, I love to be active. I can also really get into some spells where I'm pretty, pretty sedentary. And my dear darling, who I love very much, husband, is incredibly sedentary. <laughs> um, but we have a dog. And so our dog is our motivator. He does not like it when we get really sedentary. So he's often what will get us up off the couch. So it can get be, out for a good walk. Exactly. It can be as simple as, you know, making that your child's chore, even if they if that works well. You know, obviously, the more we can make it an internal thing, the better, because we want this to be lifelong. Probably in a lot of ways, unless your child's going into a math field, this is more important even than algebra. Ooh, you know, you just dare I it. say it? Yeah. yeah. There, there's enough oh. evidence-based research. Seriously. Yeah. Young people who get enough exercise do better academically. Yeah. You're going to yeah. do better academically. You're going to be better, you know, health-wise. How many things, you know, if you are active even, let alone, you know, and I'm sitting here, if you could see me, you know I'm preaching to myself too. Um, you know, your, your weight, your, your, you know, blood pressure, heart disease, Mm -hmm. cancer, all those things, people that are active are, are better off lifelong. And not to mention our, our counselor here. I'm sure you can tell us there's lots of mental health and emotional health benefits too. Absolutely. Yeah. If the kid's got anxiety or depression, one of the number one things that makes it better is getting out and walking. Mm, mm-hmm. Sometimes I have moms complaining, well, they don't want to do it, and they just sit there on the couch. And I say, then you make it a family activity, mm. and mom say, okay, it's now phys ed time, and you get in the car and walk to the park, mm. or you know, go around the little walking tracks, mm-hmm. or around the neighborhood, or find a hiking trail. And make it a several times a week at least activity. So I'm hearing a theme that when you have kids who are naturally sedentary, you talk about being active, not necessarily athletic. And that was something with my Mm -hmm. kids who were not very interested in team sports. Part of what they didn't like about it is they weren't naturally competitive. Mm -hmm. In fact, they were made very uncomfortable by that whole mm. competitive thing. Right. They, they felt like they were going to lose their tempers or something. If they, I don't, it, just, mm. it just wasn't a good, yeah. a good fit for them. And so there were lots of individual activities that they then began challenging themselves in. You know, mm-hmm. um, I had one kid who danced, and so the mm. discipline of dance classes at different times of the week and then practicing in between, um, that was not competitive, but it was still... She had outside teachers, and, mm. you know, that, that kept her moving forward. Plenty I had a son who got into bike riding, and then over time, he got really interested in long-distance bike riding, and he started challenging himself to, okay, so I've done this that was a seven-and-a-half mile, and I'm going to try to, you know, up it by another two miles, and it's pretty hot outside, but I think I can handle it. And we had one day where that went south, and it was way too hot outside <laughs> and way too long a ride. Mm. But um, God is good, and he did not die. Um, but jumping rope, hula hooping, trampoline, um, splitting logs. You want to talk about mental and emotional health? Mm. When my boys have been frustrated with probably too much testosterone coursing mm-hmm. through their bodies, um, but, you know, anger and frustration over things, and we back up to the woods, and we'll send them out there to split logs. Mm-hmm. And, man, they feel so much better when they come in. Plus, Absolutely. they're huffing and puffing and sweaty, and they mm-hmm. just got a huge full-body workout. Mm-hmm. And you got some and lobster fire water. water. <laughs> <laughs> Which, also, uh, raking leaves and oh, yeah. shoveling snow. Mm-hmm. You know, that's upper body workout and aerobics. Yep. So, yep. Yeah. 
Yeah. And sometimes you can jumpstart something with a cool activity that maybe you can't afford to do all the time, like going to a rock wall gym or mm -hmm. a trampoline park. park. Um, something that is a special treat, but might kind of got to get the process going. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and families who aren't just the natural athletic families, it doesn't have to be on their phys ed logs one certain activity you can do. You know, right. one, one hour of raking leaves and one hour at the rock wall and one hour taking a family hike. So as long as you write down what you did and how long, when it adds up to that state requirement, then you got your credits. And that's probably even more ideal than doing one certain thing because even at the super high competitive level, at the Olympic athlete level, they talk so much about how important it is to take time off from the one sport that you're mm -hmm. doing mm. and do something else, that it's better for your mind, it's better for your body and everything. And they say it even makes you sharper when you come back to whatever it was you took a break from, which is really hard for us in our culture to imagine because right. you feel like, oh, I'm going to lose I'm some behind, competitive right? edge, right? right? I'm going to fall behind. Maybe cool. that's why there's summer break from school, too. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Although, if you homeschool year-round, that's okay because there's not one, one right, right way. way. Chatman approves of yes. way. Yes, that's right. Oh, we're going to have that little logo. And this episode was also Chatman approved. <laughs> we, we hope that you found some ideas and some encouragement to keep phys ed going strong in your homeschool, high school, no matter what kind of kids you have. Athletic, mm -hmm. uh, kind of, sort of, maybe, or not so athletic at all being active and logging those hours so that you can show that on the high school transcript is the key. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. Yeah. So it was fun talking with you about phys ed and we look forward to future episodes about other things, homeschool, high school related, because this is the homeschool high school, high school podcast, podcast from seven sisters, homeschool.com brought to you by the ultimate homeschool radio network.